listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. This is the 9ES. If you like what you hear, maybe tell a friend or check us out on Patreon. This is the 9to5 Entertainment System. As John just said, we talk about all the things. We talk about all the Batman we've loved before. We talk about the world's greatest Royal Rumble. We talk about the Yuan Petrodollar. We talk about Big Trouble in Little China, the board game Cobra Kai, the uh, sequel, direct sequel to The Karate Kid. We talk about Dunkirk and... We talk about the time John Cena played a bull. We talk about <laughs> Wallander Tick. We talk about Rampage. <laughs> we talk about the Cannes Film Festival taking on Netflix. And we talk a little bit about the Netflix documentary television series, Wild Wild Country. All this and more on 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Don't forget to vote for us at Cult Montreal as your favorite podcast in Montreal. Except they hated each other. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like think I heard about this. Never go on set together. There's like, yeah, there's like famous animosity between the two. Like, didn't Tommy Lee Jones make Jim Carrey cry or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like an action. This is like true Hollywood story. Like, uh-huh. Tommy Lee Jones made Jim Carrey cry. Because he couldn't handle the improv. Tommy Lee Jones or Tommy Jim Lee Carrey? Jones was like, can you stick to the script? And he's like, but I'm Jim Carrey. I'm Jim Carrey. The scripts are for nerds. Try acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie isn't isn't a train wreck though you can watch that movie and have a good time yeah 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 I remember Batman Forever being like that's the Clooney one though no, no that's no, no, the no, Val no, no, no. the Clooney one, one is, the, is the train wreck this You're is right, the Val right, Kilmer right, one yeah, yeah. the Val Kilmer one was alright even though he was pretty terrible mm-hmm. yeah. but, like, by no means is that a good film no I'm just but it's, it's like a it's, fun film yeah but it's like it was, it was like I remember seeing it and being like this is fun like it, it was a lot yeah. more it had a lot more to do with the like the the Adam West kind of style Batman. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Like, yeah. and then they then they went too far with Batman and Robin. It was like, yeah. Yeah, too no. hokey. What's the no, thing? Batman in- Forever has some some like fun little moments. There's a giant bomb that they've got to roll out of the tent. Okay, that is that the one with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Is, no, uh, that's Mr. Batman. Freeze? You're getting those confused. That's again. Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. So I'm getting Batman- all my Batman's mixed up, guys. <laughs> Batman Forever is the Riddler and Two Face. And Robin. And Robin shows up for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batman and Robin. Which is, comes after. Which comes after. Yeah, yeah. Is Poison one. Ivy, oh. Bane, and Mr. Freeze. Right. And Batgirl. And Batgirl. Sorry, the... Clueless is Alicia Silverstone. And who's playing Mr. Freeze? Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. I would yeah. like to ice you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ah, so good. Yeah. Ice, ice to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the best. Chill. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Uh, how did they how <laughs> like just can you just imagine just like like sitting there on set and just watching just like Arnold is blasting these lines and being like we got it guys <laughs> we, we like lightning in a bottle but it's, it's 100% Remem- west you know yeah the yeah, yeah. Back, like, that's know? what I'm saying I was like and I, but but then it wasn't like, it, like in a way it wasn't enough like somehow like I don't know because I mean, like, like they, they, like they, they click their heels together and skates come out of their shoes when, mm-hmm. like, so they have bat, bat skates, bat skates. bat skates, just like at the ready. Yeah, you know, like well, what if like, you got to skate? Yeah, which you know, world's greatest detective did. But the costumes were also like really dark. There was no color in them. The Batman costume was black and silver. Yeah, exactly. That's it's like, like you had the West comedy in the tone of the. Burton, yeah, exactly. The they, they were, they were like, let's, let's put an Adam West. Batman, but then they like, still make it look like a Tim Burton Batman. Like yeah. if they just, like I said, if they'd made it like more bright and like not dark, maybe I don't know. 
and just like if they had not had Batgirl in it at all. Soup me up, Uncle Alfred. I'm Alicia Silverstone <laughs> from Clueless. I mean, you can laugh at that, but that's a really good impersonation of her in the movie. <laughs> that's kind of how she spoke and sounded. <laughs> it's terrible. Just uh, anyway, this is Nine to Five Entertainment System, where we talk about movies that we vaguely remember from the nineties that no one has actually seen recently. True uh, enough. Uh, how you guys doing? You you John, right at the beginning of you being at my house, mm-hmm. you talked about um, something about Japan. What I happened? said something about yeah, but like oh. in the news, Japan. Yeah, news. yeah, yeah. So they, they're this oh, man. This is such dark. Like, there's so many bad things happening in the world. This is one of the panoply of them. Okay. Japan is deciding to renegotiate its rules for media to okay. make them more in alignment with the United States rules, where news organizations do not have to actually present news. Hmm. They can say things that are false and that they know are false, and that's okay because it, there's no rules anymore. Hmm. And like, they're just that. That's just the thing that's, that's happening. That's just the in thing Japan. they're doing in Japan. Now. Right. That was it. <laughs> Fun. You guys were talking about Japanese wrestling. I thought that was much more interesting. You notice I never went back to that story. Yeah, I, I, but, yeah. I, but you never went back to it, and I was like, I wanted to know. Maybe there was like more. <laughs> oh my god, know. they can report Japanese wrestling news in kayfabe. Yeah, they could report Japanese wrestling, like, which is kind of like what they're doing in India. <laughs> in like in India, like the like media, like in general, like say you buy like the the Montreal Gazette equivalent in India, like the the wrestling section of it is, like, presented in full kayfabe. That's amazing. It's, like, the best. Like, it's just, like, like, like the villains are referred to as, like, like dastardly cowards and stuff. And just, like, it, like it's still, like, in the sports section of a regular newspaper. Right. There's, like, kayfabe articles of, like, here's what happened in wrestling. Like, huh. Which is, I was, like, I mean, I feel if you're going to report, like, where do you, where do you report on it? You know, like... Is it the entertainment section? Is it the sports section? Like, there's like oh, it's the wrestling section. You do what Uproxx does. Yeah, you just like compartmentalize <laughs> it. And be like, this is this is reporting on wrestling yeah. right now. It's Abandon like, all hope, you who enter here. Yeah, well, no, it's just like we understand these are athletes, but it is a scripted situation, and right. it's like we're you're... gonna talk about what happened yeah. here and only here. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, like the Gazette always kind of talks about it, much like kind of like just as a show, and like mm-hmm. very much like and the storyline said blah 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 blah. I think that's like the normal. I think that's probably the norm. But also, props to India. There's, oh, there's, I mean, I, 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 I spent most of today reading about wrestling, you guys. I know, mm-hmm. I have a whole wrestling podcast. But you want to talk about it, man. Talk about it. dragging it all in. Did you hear about the world's greatest Royal Rumble? Are there, have you heard about this? No. So, I think I read about it tangentially. There's so many more people in it. Well, so the Royal Rumble happens every year, typically in January, and it's a 30-person event. They did it once with 40 people. Uh, and the winner goes on to headline WrestleMania. So anyway, so to make waves in the market of Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. they are doing a 50-man Royal Rumble in April in Saudi Arabia. But with an, like a, in a Saudi wrestling organization? No, no, no. WWE. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a, a legitimate WWE event featuring like the entire male roster, I guess. And like, then some. And then some. Yeah, like I don't even think they have 50 active wrestlers right now. Like Just Triple H, everybody in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Triple H has announced for it. Like everybody, like the Samoa Joe's having a ladder match. Whatever. There are no women on the card. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, ooh. But but yeah, exactly. They're announcing a fifty. Ma- like they're making dumping tons of cash in it. Every freaking name in the company is going to be there. And what then is some. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the world. You don't, you don't bi- think that's a little gross? One of the 
the countries in the world with like the worst human rights violations still executing gay people. Uh, let's go fucking do wrestling over there. There's nothing bad can happen out of this. Are they introducing made. Billy and Chuck? It's Are so they coming awful. back for it? Money to be made. Yeah, it's very weird. And they're like, we're very excited to be doing this. And then I read up a little bit about like the the, the whole situation in Saudi Arabia, where there was like one of those princes had like a huge power grab like a couple months ago, and then just like locked up a bunch of the other princes. He and, like, locked this... up a bunch of princes and stole something like fifty billion dollars from them. He was torturing them inside the Hilton in yeah, Riyadh, yeah. and he was and he was like, I'll let you go if you give me five billion dollars, and they did. Yeah, like they're like goodbye. Yeah, that's and then hot. there's a lot of people. How do you guys involve all of the news about this? Yeah, it's insanity. Yeah. It's super crazy. Yeah. And they were like, and and it was like sort of at least in a lot of media, it was sort of prevented presented as like a like getting rid of the corruption in Saudi Arabia. Like that's that was the spin. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> like so, we locked up a bunch of people up in a hotel tortured them and did whatever and now so the prince who was doing that they had pictures of him fleeing vegas the night of the the massacre Jesus. okay saudi arabia owns the top three floors of the mandalay bay hotel so yeah. the and then that what's his face paddock was like two floors down from where they were yeah yeah yep what does that mean who knows who knows billionaires yep i mean i guess like they're just operating on like a level that's just like I don't, they're basically vampires. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're basically, basically playing jihad. Like yep. at that at that level of like every time and then when you when you say like fifty billion dollars, like just imagine one billion dollars, and then you're like I have more money than I could ever like use or spend, and now well, multiply it, that by fifty. Unless like, you have the intention to go start some wars somewhere, because then or maybe buy fighter planes, you know. But like even then, like fighter planes are like a couple hundred million. Like if you like, I yeah. wonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Apparently, like, like I think it's like unless pr- you're developing one of those American F-35s that have been in development for 12 years. Yeah, that might be a little above there, but it was like, but I forget what it was because like, an F-16 or something. Like, you could buy an F-16 for a few hundred million with a billion dollars. You could buy like an F-16 and still have several more hundred million dollars <laughs> left. You're like, I just bought an F-16. Why? Why yeah. would you buy an F-16? That's a really old plane. Yeah, but why wouldn't you? Yeah, because I mean, whatever, man. Like, I don't yeah. need. Yeah, I don't need I? it like, to fight. I just want to fly around in my F-16. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I don't need a combat ready plane. If you, like, some, like, well, then why wouldn't you just get a Tomcat? Just have two pl- seats in it, you know? But yeah, get 14. the Avro Arrow, yeah, real well, Canadian. Avro Arrow, I feel, would be a little more expensive. I'm just trying yeah. to think of like in no, terms the, of like buying the Tomcat. You could, yeah, you could buying, buying the Tomcat. Pretend to be, be Maverick, and yeah. you can get your friend in the back. <laughs> just be like, talk to me, Goose. Like, I'm just trying. To, I'm just goose. trying to approach the purchase of a fighter jet the way anytime. The like approach the purchase of a fighter jet the way like a normal rich person would approach the purchase of like a classic car. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm buying this classic for fighter my collection. Jet. Yeah, for my collection <laughs> because whatever. I'm a Saudi prince. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, yeah. So WWE, I guess. A little, little morally unscrupulous. Just even well, making... this guy <laughs> took fifty billion dollars. They want some of it, I suppose. But it, but it is kind of like a, a weird, I guess, situation, right? Because you're like, it's not necessarily endorsing the government, right? Like just because you're, you're mm, you know take, just taking their money to make them look good. No, but they're not taking exactly. They're not taking the government's money. They're taking the people's money, like the ticket buyers and like the people who actually WWE makes money off of. In, in like an like an autocratic government, it's like, could you do anything in China without the government's okay? No, oh, absolutely. The no, government is on not. board with it. Right. Like, like so, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but you're yeah. just saying that, like, oh, like the people don't get to have wrestling because their government's the worst. Bread and bread and circuses, right? 
I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's how yeah, that's how kind of you're supposed to do things in international politics. You you deprive countries that are doing things you think are morally wrong because you're of the their wrestling, of wrestling, <laughs> or of whatever. There's sanctions against Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're doing things we don't think are okay, so we sanction them. Same as no, like just not Saudi expel Arabia. All, expel other diplomats. I feel, I feel. Oh, yeah. I guess we. Should, I don't know. That's you want to talk about? Yeah. Let's I talk mean, about I news. Exactly. Okay, okay. Hold on. Before we go into Russia, let's just start with today's big China news. China is launching. You didn't hear anything about it, because why would you? I was reading about wrestling all day. China, <laughs> China tomorrow is launching a yuan-backed do- um, petrodollar replacement. Okay. Okay. So right now, all oil that's sold anywhere in the world is on the petrodollar. You have to buy American funds to exchange oil. It's right. like that's that's basically why America is the empire. Right. So China is now going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Presumably, Russia is going to get on board too because they have shitloads of oil that they want to sell, and right. and the pipeline to the west is in trouble. So this is like this. this it's one of like the big powers of the United States, which has today been taken away. Neat. Yeah. Or at least threatened, you know? Well, because apparently... I mean, it's I, okay. The states will be fine. They've got that strong... Wait, they just fired their everyone. oil baron. I was like, I was like, <laughs> they just fired their fill-in-the-blank. Yeah. No, be but they're... they're uh, what's his name? Tillerson. Yes. They, yeah, fi- yeah, they yeah. fired their oil baron and replaced him with like a war criminal. Yep. So who says where all of this is going to go? <laughs> just fucking think about That's it. It's insane. I was watching yeah. – uh, sorry, just uh, yeah, reading, yeah, yeah. reading up on the thing about, about China because they were talking I, – I read about this like a couple months ago that when they were like proposing and I guess like talking about this. And apparently like part of it is a weird response to cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. because China kept moving – like Chinese billionaires couldn't move their money out into American dollars – so they were moving it out into cryptocurrency. So it's to stop hmm. like the hemorrhaging of like because like because you couldn't do like you couldn't China. go like a straight like Chinese currency to American currency like just, right. like because of like international insanity. So all these people were doing all these like like all the big giant cryptocurrency transactions apparently were all coming out of China. Huh. So the one of the things that the government was mitigating with that is like I know that they cracked down super super hard on crypto already in China which yeah. I'm not surprised at I, I heard they're doing it they're starting to do it in Korea and like Japan is one of the places right now with the highest adoption rates yeah. and they're also talking about cracking down on it so the bitcoin's been under 10 grand I think since last week yeah. and it's it, that's what's driving it yeah exactly well I mean, it's, I mean it makes sense that governments are going to be like they're like hold the phone like wait a second all of a sudden we have a bunch of like multimillionaires out of nowhere because they invested pennies in this like, and, and crazy... not, not just multimillionaires out of nowhere yeah. But it's just sort of like, uh, I mean, I, and I guess we'll have no idea of what it actually means. But like all the economists and stuff, they're like having a decentralized currency, like destabilizes the global economy in mm-hmm. like completely unpredictable ways. So you're just like, yeah, it can't be managed. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But so you're like, it, like not to say it's necessarily a negative, but mm-hmm. like if you're and trying to like manage any kind of like global economic stability, you're like, I don't know. Where's the money? Not really related to any country, so... I think there is a good notion here, though, that, like, control over economy is only going to benefit people who can control it, and that maybe, like, a global, unified economic system will pave the way to a better tomorrow. Well, maybe. Potentially, but, I mean, but Europe kind of messed that up pretty bad, right? With what? With the euro, like, with all the different, like, all the rich countries not wanting to pay for the poor countries, and then, like, like how much of the, inv- like, who's in charge of how that money gets, like, ultimately, like, spent, right? Yeah. Germany, but they've never done anything horrible. Actually, right. actually, it's the United States of America. Yeah. No, but, but, no but, but, but as an example, though, like, and then you have a situation where you have, like, Greece hemorrhaging money, and then yeah. Germany being like, we would like to bail you out, and then Greece would be like, yeah, but we don't want your governance, so no. But they're like, but you're tanking our dollar because it's the euro mm-hmm. with your international policies. Like, there's a lot of, like, tricky business with, like, 
having it's not to... even international polity it's domestic yeah. econ- economics yeah at that point it's domestic <laughs> like yeah mm-hmm. like i don't know it, who, like who knows who knows yeah i mean we're not economists here at 90s I like, we I, are. You know, I have an opinion, and I'm on the internet, so <laughs> fucking that makes me just as good. Exactly. <laughs> right. But anyway, so um, a Russian double agent gets poisoned in the UK. Right. The global, I guess, intelligence. Well, not not just poisoned. Hit with a deadly nerve toxin. Yeah, a deadly nerve toxin while he sits down to eat pizza to the point where, like, they just, like, they just, like the table was just, like, coated in the stuff that, like, there okay, was... so here's some fun stuff about the assassination. Let's, let's conspiracy time. Let's learn from John. John. So I read today the recipe for making that nerve toxin. Yeah. Okay, so it's not that complicated, and you can do it if you have like, yeah, you need fucking industrial chemicals and shit. But yeah. if you yeah, have that, you Ma- can Mario ju- Batali. Can you can it make it. On his website. What did Russia do after this guy died? They said, okay, send us, send us. Like, there's international protocols for what happens when an assassination happens. Yeah, and they're like, according to the protocols, you have to send us some of the nerve agent so that we can check it and confirm that it was actual or was not actually ours. Yeah. So that's what Putin said. I, like, we're waiting for the sample because we will yeah, yeah. we will follow the accepted international process. And Britain was like, whoa, you have to expel all. Or fucking whatever, like like it just turned yeah. into this big fracas. This isn't them actually assassinating somebody, right? Like Russia is at, is poised right now to be in fucking international hot water already. Everybody fucking hates them. They're about to get invaded from all over. Why would they be assassinating people in Britain? Like how retarded do you have to think they are to try and do this kind of cleanup operation at at as delicate a time in history as they are in right now? I... This is this is the war machine starting against Russia. I feel that you and I differ. A lot in opinions in terms yeah. of like because you're like why would Russia do this and I'm like yeah. because it's not Russia doing this it's Britain the, no but but it's like a super ri- like if it if it is someone from Russia yeah it is a super fucking rich amount of people that will get very fucking rich off the war and in no way be like damaged it, it's yeah. absolutely horrible for their population but like the people pulling the strings in Russia don't seem to give a shit about their population so when you're like why would Russia do this I'm like. You, I don't. I don't think in terms of like any actions that get tied with Russia as necessarily being like the act of the country taking yeah. an international action. I feel it's like probably it doesn't even necessarily need to be Putin. It just needs to be a couple of really rich people in Russia who are all all of the really rich people in Russia are already super rich because of war. They're like, yeah, war is awesome. I don't know if that's true. They had a complete societal no, they, collapse they, in 1990, but not and the super rich people. No, no, they're they, all, were they fine. all no, they're oligarchs. Uh, the Russian oligarchs came to power not because of war, After. but because of the sudden uh, power vacuum in what was normally or had previously government-controlled uh, super right. industries. Yeah. So they were just like, oh, wait, no one in the government is controlling oil or trains yeah. or, you know, yeah, natural they just gas. privatize everything. And they just privatize everything instantly in the middle of a, a, a governmental collapse. Yeah. And became super rich and super powerful. Yeah. Because they would also hire high-level government officials with their new yeah. But furthermore, riches. no actions that were have been taken since, like, the fall of the Iron Curtain have been really for the population. No. Well, no. Do you it's, know what it's I mean? because it's those guys who took over. It's, exactly, it's, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I don't think that you really need to think of, like, how does this reflect necessarily on the, like, safety of the country? I was like, I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, but an oil baron right now is is an immense threat, right? His money's going to get taken away when the Americans come in and they take over whatever's going on in Russia. Or if it's, like, the train guy, the, tr- the guy's trains are going to get fucked up when war happens. Like, those guys don't want war at all. And there's a whole bunch of them who were living in Britain because they had super close ties before all of this stuff happened. Yeah. And they're all leaving Britain now saying, no, 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 it was fucking British intelligence who assassinated yeah. him. Yep. 
that, like today, that one of the biggest the biggest Russian oligarchs did a big interview 14, saying <clears throat> fourteen countries in Europe plus Canada and the United States all expelled. Yep. Uh, their Canada did Soviet it today too. Russian yeah, diplomats. Yeah. So it's happening for sure, for sure. There's no way we're not going to see war. I, I bet you this week. You think? I think this could be a declaration of war within the week. I don't know if they're going to go like full on declaration of war. They might do like a like some kind of like minor military exercises to like show that this shit's going down. Well, we're not yeah. declaring war. We've just yeah. decided to back Chechen independence. It's going to be something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could even see Syria as that already, right? Yeah. That's a Russian pipeline going west, <sighs> intersecting the U.S. pipeline coming from the south. We need to reissue Twilight Struggle, I guess, like with the new stuff. <sighs> yep. <laughs> well, no, like twenty years from now, at yeah, the yeah, end of like Cold like War, twenty nine Twilight Struggle two. <laughs> 20 years am I Electric being optimistic uh, yeah. yeah yeah no it's it's I don't know it, like from whenever I look at any of these just think about the big world leaders we've got protecting us <laughs> Putin Trump but yeah, Theresa May it. yeah that's like, it it's just like I'm I don't know if if we've got Trudeau in Canada he's he's ready for yeah, this like, being I'm, real I'm, nice to everybody just, yeah I just I, I'm at I'm at the point now when I when I look at like like these like international like global crises and all that stuff where I was like I don't see any of the actions being actually representative of literally any governments. I like I just see rich people making the call of what like how they're going to orchestrate. Mm-hmm. Like they're being like, "Oh, it was England that did this." I'm like, but it probably wasn't like the prime minister or whatever. It was probably super rich English guys like mm-hmm. who absolutely probably bought the prime minister. You know what I mean? But it's like it's not a like when I look at the stuff that's going on at the scale of this, I don't think it benefits any like actual population. Again, it just benefits rich people. I'm like, going to go back and say, they're basically vampires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot like Saudi Arabia. I was like, I don't think any of these actions are being taken to like further the needs of any population on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's just to further the interests of rich people. I, and the, I couldn't possibly agree more. Yeah, Every yeah. time I hear someone talking about like, uh, like, in, un, like unfair work practices, discriminating against women or against blacks in North America, yeah. I think like... The amount of suffering caused by, like, gender discrimination is, yeah. like, a five. And the amount of suffering caused by income inequality is, like, a fucking 7,000. Yeah. Know? yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's just, like, so much misery in the world happens because people like that are making decisions. And, yeah. And, and, and it's also, like I said, it's like I don't think a government – I don't think a government actually stands to benefit from war, like – no, I, I, military like, industrial exactly, complex does. You know? Exactly, yeah. that's it. It's like no people. Like it's not like it's not like a time of like World War Two where, where we're just sort of like, oh, there is a country that's doing heinous acts, and we actually need to like step it up and stop this because they're like piling people into concentration camps. Now it's just like oil question mark wartime. You know, <laughs> like you're like 1992 Operation Iraqi Liberation. Yeah, and fucking right on the paper. Yeah, exactly. You're just like, okay. oh, cool. I guess we're, why are we here? And like, uh, and it bums me. It bums me out from top to bottom. Like, especially uh, I was talking with um, over the course of the weekend. We had uh, one of Sarah's friends over, mm-hmm. uh, and his family came over here from Lebanon. Like during, uh, like left during like the Lebanese civil war, where huh. like the the Christians and the Muslims were just like bombing the hell out. When of was this? I don't, I don't uh, know. Eighties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, like a civil war during during the eighties in uh, in Lebanon, and just like how like. He's like, and it's, he's like, he's like, as someone who like my family left, he's like, we were on the Christian side or whatever. And he's like, when you talk to my dad about it, he's like the actual, like, um, sort of like the ideals of the conflict. He's like, just vanished. He's like, cause it just, it just starts being part of your day. And you're just sort of like, yep, we just, the Muslim side of the country gets bombed by the Christian side. The Christian side gets like bombed by the Muslim side. But he's like, in terms of your day to day life, it's. You're like you don't hate Muslims, you hate getting bombed. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and he's like, you're like how 
broken apart those like wars of ideals and stuff actually end up being to the population. Hmm. You know, like he's like they don't have any like memories or ill will even towards the other side because they know it wasn't ordinary folks; it was some fucking assholes. Yeah, it's just like it's yeah. like some like both sides had like rich sides that decided they're like let's kick this up into civil war mode, y'all, and then like that's what life happens. Mm-hmm. And now we're at the like even bigger scale of that. Anyway, did you guys see any cool movies or anything? This is like a huge bummer. Okay, right? so like, <laughs> I, I saw fucking. Okay, I don't want to even want to talk about this, but I saw Big Trouble in Little China. You were so right; it was so good. It's still good. I love it. We, I, we talked about it last week, so I, I still can't believe how much Kurt Russell talks in that movie. Man, he just doesn't shut up. And, and he's so useless. Everybody like the the number of scenes that they just ignore him. You know, like he's <laughs> off talking some shit, and everybody's just doing business. You know? Did you see that? I mean, I, I linked to it. Did you look at the the board game or whatever? Uh, I mean, uh, I, I glanced at it's, it. It's it's up, hundred bucks though. Upcoming. Wait, but it's an upcoming board game. But apparently, it's a lot like a, it does the 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 Star Wars like I think it's Battlefront or whatever kind of style. Sure. Like it comes with like a booklet of like fifty missions. Hmm. Like so, it's like. And I think that's a lot of Jack Burton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How does like, it work? Like, so you basically like from the reading the description. I don't even know if the game's out. I think you can like pre-order it. Yeah. Uh, it's like you kind of like go on like adventures within the Big Trouble in Little China world. Okay, and like you play as characters like from the movie, and it's always like Lopan's like machinations are like coming to fruition, and it's like oh this time he's like manifesting in like this burrow, mm-hmm. so you have to like go off and like do stuff and whatever, and, and then, like, foil his nefarious schemes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Nice. So there's like all these like different missions, and like apparently, uh, I guess it maybe has like a little touch of like the Gloomhaveniness, like where I think if I read it correctly, like a character doesn't necessarily need to be in every adventure. So it's like if you hmm. and Scott play. I can still have my character, like, not necessarily around, but, like, he's still there. Like, there's, like, a – I think there's, like, a legacy situation. So you can play, like, 50 Big Trouble in Little China adventures with your friends. (laughs) Like, so basically it's, like, a little Big Trouble in Little China role-playing game with, like, the board as the DM. That sounds fun. Yep. Sounds like maybe I will spend $100. Maybe I will spend $100. (laughs) I spent a lot lot of less useful things for $100. Yeah. I don't know, because I I was – I'm – it was. It looked interesting enough that I was like, I, I guess obviously wait till the release and see some like play tests and yeah. stuff to see yeah. all the mechanics and stuff. But I was like, if it's a fun game, just the the big trouble in Little China like flavor mm-hmm. on top of a fun game would be like super engaging. Totes. I think it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. There's a special gold box. Oh, speaking of stuff from the '80s, Scott. <laughs> yep. Cobra Kai, the, the YouTube, the YouTube Red show. Have you heard about this? No. Thirty-four years ago. <laughs> It's a boy named Daniel beat a boy named Johnny uh-huh. in a karate contest. Did you see the trailer? The yeah, trailer is so it's good. It's so funny. Explain. So it's the story of Johnny's redemption. <laughs> it's like the direct sequel to Karate Kid. Like What's it called? It's uh it's Cobra called Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's it's like it starts off and you see like Johnny like laying like face down in his apartment, like surrounded by like empty beer cans, and then it's like he like looks up and like the television's on and it's like Daniel LaRusso, come to LaRusso Automotives, I karate chop low prices and it's like <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> and he's like, oh. he's like Ugh. <laughs> just like shows up to the uh, shows up to the uh, the auto dealer and like Daniel's all like, he's like, hey, isn't that that guy that you like, whose ass you kicked? And like, Daniel's all like, actually, it was his face. And they're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and Johnny's like, yeah. and then like teenagers like start roughing up, and of course he just beats yeah, them up. A bunch of teenagers start giving him shit, so he kicks the crap out of them. <laughs> he's yeah. like, fuck this, I'm, I know karate. And then Larusso no, comes it, by. Who's like someone is like, what is that? Is that like jujitsu or like Krav Maga? No. It's, it's karate. karate. <laughs> the Dane Cook of martial arts. 
<laughs> it looks so funny. Like, oh yeah, no, they're roughing up some other kid. Yeah, and and Johnny comes by and is just like, leave him alone. And they try to like push him around, like get get lost, old man. And he kicks their ass with karate. Yeah. Right. So then he takes on his young protege, and he's like, you can't let people push you around. You gotta learn to kick their ass. <laughs> And he starts the Cobra he starts Kai, cobra Kai again. And he's just sort of like, I'm going to teach you what it means to be a Cobra. And I was like, like the, I don't know how the show it actually plays out. But like, I really, really hope that he just trains them to be bullies. <laughs> <laughs> like, it kind of looks like that from the trailer. It's, like, it's not a redemption story at all. It's just Johnny starting up a team of teenage bullies who he trained karate to actually rebuild Cobra Kai. Oh, it looks like... It, Looks very yeah, funny. but Ralph Macchio's back in it. He's like playing this greasy, despicable version of of Daniel. Daniel. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, "What are you? Some kind of karate teacher?" No, I'm a sensei. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. I was like, "This is like a straight to YouTube thing, or it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah." They're doing a YouTube series. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, I watched it. I watched immediately after Sweep the Leg. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I was like, what a time to be alive. <laughs> like, I just love it. It's like, like 34 years ago. And it just shows, like, the, the last footage of, the, like, the thing. The last. Like, the last fight. or the Ten minutes of that. Ba- bouncing, yeah. bouncing on the sprained ankle and the crane kick. And that's how you win a karate fight. Apparently. <laughs> uh, you should have swept the leg. Was sweeping the leg illegal? Was that, like, do we know that? I didn't. I never did karate. I don't know. Because it was, like, it was really presented as, like. The sin- dirty trick. Like a sinister yeah. way. But I'm like, man. And I know it was a cheap way to win in Mortal Kombat was to just like sit there and sweep, and, like, over sweep and over. until they just keep falling. I, I think I don't think it was an illegal move, but I think it was very frowned upon that you would attack the injured part of the. Didn't you just keep, didn't he just keep kicking his knee? Or he was like he hurt his knee and that was what. Well, he hurt his knee and then his the Cobra Kai sensei sent Johnny in to go sweep like the leg, try to break his his leg, try to pop his knee out. Right. Yeah, right. win by making him so hurt he can't continue. The Bobby Clark story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bobby, mm. Bobby Clark. 1972 yeah. tried to break Valerie Karmalov's leg in the middle Did. of the game. Mm-hmm. Didn't, he didn't break his leg. He sprained it. He definitely took him out for a couple yeah, of games. Yeah, but he, he didn't break his leg. He didn't break his leg, but he tried. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of that, did you guys see I, Tonya? No. Margot Robbie. No, was it good? No, I didn't see it. It's oh. on It's on my, my two-watch list. I've got it right there, that one and Dunkirk, but I'm waiting right. for... Oh, yeah, I watched Dunkirk. Yeah, what do you think? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I um, We talked about it, but we didn't rank it no, for some reason. We did not rank it. So yeah. we watched Dunkirk. Because yeah, we, we talked about it after we finished recording. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed it. Like, I, yeah. I, it's, it's hard to... I, I was actually thinking about ranking it while we watched it. So this movie, Dunkirk, uh, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know what it's about. Because there's like mm-hmm. seriously 10 minutes of dialogue in this movie. I saw it like... Eight months ago, we, I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast, well, we but did, it, it was certainly not ranked. Yeah, so yeah just, certainly yeah, not exactly. So keep it yeah, up. so just just to set it up, it was when uh, it was right when England was pulling out of France. Mm-hmm. So they had like 400,000 troops sitting there in Dunkirk, all wanting to get back to England, mm-hmm. uh, and the Germans were just bombing the crap out of them. And the water was like too shallow, so they couldn't get all their correct boats in. But then they also kind of made the strategic decision not to like overly commit mm-hmm. to withdrawing the troops. Because they were like, what if the next phase is... Because st- like, they were at, worried at that point of the war that like the Nazis were about to like hit the British shore. Yep. That was, yep. the, that was the, like, the main... Like, they're like, if the, well, if it was also losing 400,000 troops 
Right, because the Nazis were busy conquering all the way west into France. Yeah. And so they were they, like now the troops were trapped in occupied France. Yeah. And they wanted to save save them to keep them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. but then like I mean like obviously I mean who knows obviously with the communications and stuff at least in the movie though like there was some and who knows how historically accurate it is I guess I could have mm-hmm. looked it up like there was a kind of the military perspective that like it would have been a success if fifty thousand got out right like they they were just sort of like they they kind of like looked at it on paper and were like. Yeah, don't overcommit because we don't want to risk the ships because, yeah. like, Germany is occupying France. They're going to, ha- like, be on the other side of the channel and start attacking the British shore. Right. Uh, we do want the troops back, but we don't want to overcommit and lose a bunch of ships. So there was, like, almost like a, a situation where they were like, we don't want to, like, lose all these troops, but we also don't want to overcommit to save all of you're, them. You're giving, like, an intellectual <laughs> analysis of what happened. The movie's, so, like, not about that yeah, at all. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's but yeah. that's basically but, the setup. But the, the retreat at Dunkirk was like a... Um, an emotional turning point right. in well, the war. Be, ultimately, because they activated the civilian ships, mm-hmm. sailed them all over from England, and a whole bunch of army types got on these civilian ships and just bailed out. And and so so they ended up, I think it was something like 300 of the 400,000 ended up getting off the beach instead yep. of like yep. the 50 that they were like, that would be fine. Or, or even less. Imagine you or, and your buddies are sitting on a beach waiting for a boat that's not going to come and there's angry Germans. Even less, you know? exactly. So it's kind of neat with what the film does is it just basically like captures, I guess, like this like visceral, like all-encompassing, like screwed upness of war. Sarah and I actually um, noticed that with the exception of Tom Hardy, and he is in a plane, mm-hmm. no other British soldier fires a gun. Huh. So it's just them running. Yep. It's them running and bailing and just wanting but to go. It's also like 24 hours, right? Yeah. The, and the, and yeah. he also, he kind of does, uh, it's cut, like time is cut mm-hmm. awkwardly. Like, so it's sort of like you have people leaving at night and arriving in the morning and the ships coming out and then the planes flying out. Like, nothing, it all comes together. To the same point in time, mm-hmm. but like the actual timeline is all over the place in the movie, right? Yep. Like, which is like very neat because you're like, like a, the planes will have like a dogfight, and then on the like the boat escape scene, that's where the that b- happens. Yeah. But that happened like an hour ago in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. very cool. And like I said, just really like intense and really visceral, and just you're like, I don't think there's like a movie that has had me like sort of like on the edge of my seat, and also like. Because of the presentation of the movie, you absolutely no, have no idea if any of these characters are going to live or For die sure. or, or anything. And, like, just the humanity of just, like, I would like to go home. What's interesting and is that, that is, like, the main driving force, you know? like They get that humanity without letting you over-invest in any of the characters. Like, there's, like, enough – there's, like, a bunch of different characters who have little storylines in it. Yeah, but none yeah. of them really becomes, like, the star. So you're never, like, as focused on any one of them. It's yep. just like you're following, like, these tiny moments for four or five characters during this incredibly fucked up day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's super – like really good, and I mean, and apparently yeah. too, uh, and like uh, there was when there was kind of like some hubbub when it when it came out, and like a uh, there was like w- there was someone I think was like one of the few remaining people who was alive who was at Dunkirk said that it was a pretty good yeah, year. and they just said like a lot of like just like vi- like not just representative of Dunkirk, but just like representative of like most of World War Two was just like just getting shot at and trying not to be shot, <laughs> like that was war, you know, like it was like really not glorifying it in any way for there sure, was there sure. was no like special mission like in a saving private ryan kind of like let's do this because it's the right thing to do it's really just 
people this who is what would, happened. People who would like to leave occupied France and are kind of willing to do anything. Like, there's this like little subplot of the the French soldier mm-hmm. that is just like, I too would like to leave France, and they're like, you're not a British soldier. These are British boats. Get like GTFO. Yeah, get out of here. Yep. <laughs> like, and Sarah's like, well, why, Sarah's like, why don't they just let him on board? And I was like. like <laughs> I was like, and I was like, I. I what are they going to do with it? I was like, I, I get it in a way because I was like, because his spot is the spot for a British soldier. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, you're last in line. Yeah, exactly. Like if all of the British soldiers are like safe, maybe you can c- go then. But I was like, that is not their problem right now. It's not a. This isn't a humanity mm-hmm. situation. This is a we're trying to get our soldiers back. I was like, Ugh. I thought it did a really good job of of not making any of that seem awesome. Like it seemed scary and horrible, yeah. And whatever, and even even Saving Private Ryan, Ryan that has its very grisly, and it was like lauded for its realism. Also, they're they, heroes. They're all they're heroes. They're still the good old you know good guys. Yeah, let's save the kid back to his parents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the one guy who who freaks out is is the the chicken shit loser Upham. Yeah, yeah. Private Upham. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to go. Like, over, fuck over. that. That's a scary ass thing to be stuck in a bombed yeah. out town and have to kill a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, there's the, the, the Killian Murphy play is like a complete disaster in, yeah. uh, yeah. in, in Dunkirk. Yeah. But, and it's just like, but it, 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 again, doesn't really make like a judgment call on him. You're just sort of like, like Killian Murphy is, uh, don't spoil this. This is a great this moment. This is in the trailer. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to like spoil it, but okay. basically Killian Murphy uh, is like on a sinking ship and gets rescued by one of the boats heading to Dunkirk to pick up more soldiers. And then he's just sort of like, okay, so like we're going back to England, right? And the guy's like, no, we're going to Dunkirk. No, we're going to Dunkirk. He's like, I just got out. Yeah, what are you talking about? I was on a boat that was bombed by a freaking U-boat. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Why am I going back there? Like, yeah. And I was like, I fully respect this guy's meltdown at this point. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'd be like, why is this happening? Like, I, I got rescued and I'm being taken back That's, to the beach. It's a real good storyline. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. real good character. Real good yeah, no good storytelling. It's yeah, all the performances are like yeah. a a plus, top notch stuff. Kenneth Branagh mm-hmm. as the uh, as the uh, the naval uh, the naval admiral just sitting there on the beach, kind of like making the calls, mm-hmm. like best he can. Tom Hardy in the plane with like no lines of dialogue and just keeping track of his fuel. Finish up. I got a like, Kenneth Branagh jump. We're gonna anyway. make. It's gonna be great. Uh, so yeah, Dunkirk yeah, a plus. Where do you put it? <sighs> high. I like. Quite high. I, I actually think. don't know of any other war movies that I would really put above it. Even the like Saving Private Ryan, Apocalypse Now kind of stuff. It, it exists in the realm of like storytelling. Yeah, and this does too. But I feel like it does less. Like it, weirdly, and like, and I do, I don't think it necessarily goes this high. But yeah. like when I was thinking about it, I was like, the closest analogy to this movie is kind of like Fury Road, like where you're kind just of. like yeah. it's just like this thing that's happening and you're. Like there's not a ton of exposition. Like, like there's the historical exposition that you could look up afterwards, but it's not that's it's not, not in there in the film. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just this like intense situation that you're just like I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I wouldn't necessarily put it that high, but that's it's kind of the closest thing that I would see on here. All right, what about number eleven, Cabin in the Woods? Uh, I don't know about that, that's pretty pretty high. I'm seeing it. Number sixteen, Terminator Two. I Judgment liked it. Day. I liked it better than Blade Runner. I definitely liked it better than Blade Runner. That puts it above Hackers T2. Yep. yep. Mm. Like about all that. I, I I just like there's like something to be said for a movie that can a movie that can manipulate you emotionally for basically a full two hours. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like where you're like, I, I I've never had like that tension just ratcheted up. It's like so minimal. Like you were saying, yep. super minimal effort. Like you're like it's not even 
you're like, I'm just invested in everyone's like humanity. And I don't know, very, like, it's a masterful film. It's, like I said, I'm kind of looking at the Blade Runner area. I would, I would kind of maybe go. Which one? You mean 2049? 2049? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I could probably be, like, up or below. Like, it's, it's a much better film than Hackers. <laughs> 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 no, but I'm like, it's also, like, I, w- I would put it above Shape of Water. Having just seen Shape of Water recently, I'd have no problems with that. I'd have. Yeah, you might be right. Okay, that is probably about the right place. I, like, as I go down, I'm like, don't breathe, being John Malkovich. No, no, it's better than all that. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, The it, Mummy. Yeah. I get, love The Mummy. The, yeah, yeah. Dunkirk was a better movie. So, it's a, is it a, does it go, is it better than Terminator, or is it better than Terminator 2? <laughs> Where does it fit in relation to the Terminators? I wouldn't put it above Blade Runner 2049, but I would definitely put it just underneath it. Just slotting it into the number 16 position. Now, yeah, but you yeah. saw it more recently than I did. But, no, I think mm. that's, like, like I said, I mean, you, but, like, I, did you see 2049 yet? Did you see Blade Runner? I fell asleep halfway through. Oh, good job, Scott. I mean, like, whatever. That's why we can't have nice things. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, I don't know, was it not, like, an animated If we all agreed with each other, this list would be really was, easy like, was to it make. Not, was it not an animated children's feature starring John Cena as a talking ox or whatever? Cause well, that's amazing that you brought that up, because we're going to talk about <laughs> Ferdinand. Because I bet you, did you sleep through that? Did Tell me more about Teen Titans. Ferdinand. Did you get through all that? No, I watched Okay, so watched yeah, right under Blade Runner. Right, right under Blade Runner is, yeah. is fine. I watched Ferdinand. Yeah, I know. Last, John Cena's a talking ox or something. Bull. He's a bull. Whatever. I thought he was a dog. Ferdinand's a bull. Oh, it's, it's based classic. on the, the 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 classic story of the bull who does not want to fight. He is not a fighting bull. He likes to smell flowers. Don't they Should just they put him, him in? until he dies anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure they just like hit him in the nuts with a sword and then he gets angry anyway. That's a good fights. children's story. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, he refuses to fight and then the so, but hang on though. Are you saying that this is like? Like a Spanish bullfighting situation? Yes. And they gave the title role to All-American John Cena? Yes. I s- disagree. Shabadoo. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, I'm, but, like, but, like, seriously, though, like, there aren't, like, Alberto Del Rio wasn't doing anything. <laughs> at least he had a, like, I know he's Mexican, but at least he has, like, a Latin American accent. You have, like, literally the most American guy as your Spanish titular character. Yeah, no. John Cena tries so hard. Does he do a Spanish accent? Because that's no, offensive. No, no. <laughs> that, that would be offensive. <laughs> be so terrible. Yeah. Okay, so you're watching this movie about this ox bull. He's a bull. It's a bullfighter movie. Disagree. <laughs> buffalo, <laughs> giant buffalo. Okay, so he wants to smell flowers, and then does he ultimately fight? Does he overcome the odds? What well, he ends up getting game? he ends up getting put into the arena because he's also uh, supernaturally larger and stronger than all the other bulls. So the the, the just like John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> My God, John Cena is supernaturally stronger than bulls. <laughs> he does lift the big who'd, show who'd and Mark fight, Henry a gorilla or ten John Cenas. <laughs> Probably, Probably a gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> I mean, ten? Like if it was five, I get. I, I don't. There'd be a challenge. One gorilla, ten John Cenas. One gorilla. One gorilla. You, you give it to one gorilla. But what if the John Cenas had a hive mind? You could not possibly win against a gorilla. But not possibly. You. you also could not possibly win against 10 John Cenas. He lifted the big show and Mark Henry at once. No, but I'm saying, but who would win in a fight of gorilla versus oh. 10 John Cenas? Maybe 10 John Cenas. Yeah, I, I really think it yeah. depends if they have a hive mind. If they're or thinking if there's a and weapon, acting as one. And like, like anything to use. Like if they had a chair, maybe a folding <laughs> chair. You know, like all of a sudden it swings back to. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> the great equalizer. Yeah. yeah. It'd be it'd be a, it'd be a close fight, I feel. Like if like I said, if there was a hive mind and they had no uh self preservation. Does it start in a ring and are they allowed to <laughs> chuck the gorilla out of yeah, the yeah, ring? Yeah, yeah. So long as the 
the goal is for at least one John Cena yeah, exactly. to survive. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, that's I'm what I'm saying. John if, if the John Cenas don't mind the fact that they're gonna like, there's gonna be some attrition. Just <laughs> like, like you could put two Cenas on each limb and still have two left to punch it a bunch. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that's, a, that's that's. I feel like a the lot gorilla of could take out a good five or six John Cenas, yeah. but one of them's gonna get a chokehold on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just if you listen to Stone Cold Man, you just gotta tighten that up. <laughs> so, so, John, John, John Cena has a submission move where he puts his arms around in kind of like a triangle, but like over the back. It's like a very. It, it's like so, a, yeah. It's like a nonsense choke anyway. But then like you can almost always see gap between John Cena's beefy freaking arms mm-hmm. and the guy's neck, and you're just like and. Stone Cold, like, there's, like, a someone put, like, a montage of it of, like, how many times on Stone Cold's podcast he just rips into John Cena being, like, tighten it up, John. Looks like hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and you're just, like, John, like, Stone Cold just being, like, what is that? It looks awful. It looks terrible, John. Tighten it up. <laughs> yeah. plus. So, anyway, so uh, he gets put into the arena, like John Cena. Yeah. And then everyone's going crazy, and then he refuses to fight. And right. And the fans all The bull or John Cena? The bull is John Cena. Yeah, the bull is John Cena. Oh, I see. He's, he's voicing. Playing, it's he's voicing playing. a children's yes. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it all comes together. No, I really I, thought John Cena was going to fight a bull. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was like, hang on. Wait a second. Yeah. Ten John Cena's versus a bull. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't on board before. <laughs> so then the fans... That's going to be in Saudi Arabia. They're going to watch that match. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no so women the, in the audience. The fans get on board? The fans get on board and, and they they're all just like, yeah, yeah. But also, some of the bulls that that don't get chosen to fight get sent to the meat processing plant. Oh, fine. This is really, really dark. This is a children's movie? Yeah, and it's it's light and happy, but then they're just like, bye, you didn't get chosen. You're turning into meat. If you don't oh, fight, you'll become sausage. Yeah, it was really weird. Wow. Uh, it was a John Cena vehicle in a kid's movie, and that's not something that should have been made. But John yeah. Cena's a kid's star at this point. He dresses like a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> or, or how you wanted to dress when you were five. Basically. I, I just, I don't feel like he's been able to distance himself from his wrestling persona because of that. Because he's wrestling as a five-year-old. Because he's wrestling for five-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. I saw him play piano. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude can really play piano. Yeah. He played. Was it, he, he plays. Where's my mind? Is that? Yeah, he, but he like tuxedo, in a in a tux. Yeah, wearing a tuxedo playing yeah. the piano because for the Bellas, like one hundred thousand subscriber, or whatever. It's not just, what I was expecting. I feel like John Cena should have gone the route of playing, you know, kind of sports movies first. But I mean, I guess this is probably this is probably presented and pitched as kind of a sports movie, right? Like, no, yeah, no, it's no. like where, where, been... where does the climax take place? Is it an arena surrounded by chanting fans? Yeah, yeah. But he's purposely not participating in the sport. Yeah, but he's big and he's biggest and strongest, but he's not participating. No, no, he should have been in like another remake of The Longest Yard, or you don't think that would pigeonhole him into? But he's like, been he's yeah. been in those movies as beefcake yeah. dude. Like his new one, like the whatever. His new one, he's like a, playing a super beefcake jock full of dick jokes. He played in that Amy Schumer one where he was like beefcake jock type. Like he's probably trying yeah, to... yeah. That's what he should be doing. Maybe then... he doesn't want to. Maybe he yeah, wants exactly. to have an image that he plays piano and is like a normal guy other than oh, being it's fine. Fucking but John when Cena. a new kids movie comes out, I have to watch it. And I had to watch this one, and I wish I didn't. I didn't like it. That okay, much. so I mean, I feel like yeah, rank, okay, rank, let's ranking it up and Mordecai. move right on. Well, I'm looking at like the. X-Men Apocalypse, oh. Run All Night, yep. Crush Groove area of the list. Right down there, right? That would put it underneath some of the other kids' movies, like Cars 3. Okay. Cars 3 is I the worst cars. I thought that was cars. the one you Cars 3 the worst cars. Yeah. So, so depressing. Um, X-Men Apocalypse is, like, into nightmare territory. Are we, yep. are we down there? Yeah. I'm thinking, like, just under Rush, the race car movie. Yeah. Sorry, Ron. It's, it's about where it is. So, number... Right. 
Really? You wouldn't say lower? lower? Hang on. What's this movie called exactly? Ferdinand. 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 I'm looking at this list here. I'm looking lower. We get some some pretty like, hard to watch it's, movies. It's, is it like? Is it that much better than Star Wars, Episode Two? The thing to think about, it, it could be bad, but like down there is actively terrible. That's true. You know, and so this down there we bad. got like yeah. X Men Apocalypse. We've got Warm Bodies and Hellboy. The room. We're like disappointing. Right. But wait a second, you're putting it. Power Rangers. Hang Mordecai. on, hang on. I have an interesting question about mm-hmm. this. You're putting it above Baywatch. Yeah, but I mean, but that was a Dwayne the Rock Johnson vehicle. <laughs> yeah, which was also objectively bad. Dwayne's had his moments, right? Just you're putting, not in it, you're putting it above Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's where it you goes said Power Rangers, I don't think it could have been better. I don't think Power Rangers could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> at, at number 100. On. <laughs> Out of 125. Well, now it's 102. It's been pushed down two slots. Correct. Back. Okay, like, I mean, like, I also have issues with this movie that sounds very dumb and shitty being above Crush Groove. <laughs> I think you need to re-examine that entire sentence. Oh, you kidding? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It it just even warm bodies. Warm bodies was okay. It did. Did you see it finally? I've seen warm bodies. Yeah. It's, Ferdinand is a a failure as a great kids movie. It's a success as a movie that kids will watch. I feel this isn't a list about movies about kids that I've watched. This sounds terrible. This movie sounds garbage. I'm gonna watch it and push it lower. And you're making Good. it above Star Wars. Episode one. All of them. The, yeah. all, all the prequels. You're putting oh. it above all the prequels. You're putting it above Warm Bodies. You're putting it above Voice. Justice League. Yeah, Crush putting crew. it above. You know, I'm no. There's, the, the, there's the abysmal garbage. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm like a little above the abysmal garbage. I here. would. I into Power uh, Rangers territory. All right. And Baywatch. <laughs> I would rather watch it again than than Hellboy. I, I, Hellboy was that. Disappointing to it me. was, but that's part part of the the Hellboy experience is now the disappointment. <laughs> I would I would rather watch Ferdinand again than X Men Apocalypse and Escape from Planet Earth. Wow, yeah, I'm putting it right next to Escape from Planet Earth. That, those two kids movies that's go fine. very close together. Fine, alrighty. So where is it above above Escape from Planet Earth or below? Above Escape from Planet Earth, below Rush. Okay. Look, man, he's our, our resident children's film I expert. I'm, I'm never going to weigh in on any of these things. I'm I don't gonna, know. I'm going to watch the movie movies. and I'm going to fucking put it underneath goddamn time warp. Fine, but then you have to watch it with Sarah. That's fine. Yeah, she's going to love it. I'm sure she won't. <laughs> it's going to appeal to her. It's so cute. On. No, I got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. So Kenneth Branagh, we mentioned moments ago. Uh, okay, yeah. We're looking for, like, this is super short. We're looking for random stuff to watch on Netflix because we ran out of shows. And mm-hmm. we, um... There was there's this thing called Wallander, which is like a a, a Nordic, like creepy cop investigation kind okay. of thing with Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh and fucking um what's his name the guy who plays um Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is in there, and there's some other guy who I remember who's really fucking good, and it's called Wallander, and it's just like miserably written. Kenneth Branagh is delivering lines of dialogue that just like you can't believe, like you're imagining them on paper, and they look terrible. Hmm. Um. And we watched, we like finished watching the first episode just like in shock that so many good actors were in this bizarre thing. I'd love to hear how they this thing got put together. Weird. Yep. Anyway. Maybe contractually maybe, maybe, Yeah. Either that or there was like some crazy money coming from like some government to get local stuff made and, and yeah, just yeah. whatever. 
Wallander. T- watch one episode. Maybe I'm totally wrong about this, but it was I pretty awful. I watch one episode. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the one thing that I wanted to mention on uh, briefly, because we talked about The Rock and John Cena and stuff. Did you see the latest Rock movie that's coming out? So, <laughs> Is it the Fast and the Furious movie? No, that no, 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 man. So it's it. giant uh, monsters uh, that are just... Running up and down buildings and just smashing the crap out of the Rampage! Building. It's Rampage. Rampage the movie? Rampage, Rampage the, movie. the movie. I want this! <laughs> oh, God, John. Like, you haven't seen the trailer yet? No. Oh, it's so Do they just smash buildings for no yeah, reason? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're just like, it's just a bunch of monsters smashing buildings. And he loves his dog. His dog is the giant werewolf man that smashes buildings. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like watching this movie and I was like, what is this? And it's like Rampage. And I was like... Uh, like that rampage, <laughs> <laughs> like the NES game where you just punched buildings. That should be the subtitle to the movie. Rampage, yes, that, that rampage. rampage. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, there's not enough people who would get that. But 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 it's still that's the basis of the movie. This, yeah, this is the same Dwayne Johnson that was in the Doom movie. So yeah. don't don't forget. Oh He's ready to do whatever. How much bigger is Doom than Rampage? Like who? I don't understand. This is this, this, how, this didn't get re-releases. Maybe they've no. done updated versions every now and again on like like the, yeah, I think the, I think the virtual the most, console. The type most stuff. recent Rampage. I feel there might have been one on the N64. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Like, oh man. But I'm, I'm. It's not a. It's not a popular game. Did you play it in the arcades? That's yeah, where I, I played it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, but like in the the early nineties. No, I played you know, it. Like, NES yeah. was the one I like oh, yeah. put all the time in a 1986 arcade game. By Bally Midway, uh-huh. and was it ever released in any other? <laughs> like, that's the question. Legacy. Well, if that game came out in arcades in 1986, and I was playing it into the 90s, uh-huh. that was a fine-looking arcade cabinet game. Yep. So Rampage World Tour came out in 1997. Okay, okay. So that that was like well updated. I, I definitely yeah, yeah. And that, that, one, that was one's the one that came out on the yeah. Saturn, PlayStation, yeah. and 64. That was the one I remember. Okay. And then uh, the adaptation. Wow. Oh, yeah, but hold my goodness! So okay, crazy. hold on, man. Some, this is this is something's fishy. Uh-huh. Just the fact that it was announced that there'd be a theatrical film adaptation in 2011. Ooh, so six years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. November 2011 was announced that there would be. And then it took them four years to start production. Yeah, start production. So start well, production. Can you imagine? It would take me four years to write a script after playing that arcade game. What's 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 the story? There's monsters and they Three punch monsters the city. That smash <laughs> yep. a building. Yeah. Filming and filming only began in April 2017. It's released, guys. Straight to video. No, 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 no. It's it's being released in cinema, but like somebody knows what to do because they released it on April 20th. It's released on 420. 420. <laughs> 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 Let's get super stoned and watch Rampage. Guys, guys, what are we what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's our plan? What's our, what's plan? What's our strategy for Rampage? 420 oh my goodness, day? production. Wow. So they acquired. So like, oh my goodness, this is like complete insanity. Warner Brothers acquired the film rights to the 1986 game Rampage in 2009. Like, was it just like Jimmy had some time on his hand, just being like, "Whoa, hey, the rights to Rampage? Well, hold on. Yeah, I want." Let's this. say you could get them for fucking twenty grand or something. No, like incorrect. That, right? Well, oh no, 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 is they. <laughs> Warner Brothers acquired Midway in total for $33 million. Okay. So they so, just got them as part of that. Right. So they were just sort of like... Going down the list of intellectual properties. Of potentially, I guess, Saying marketable what, pop. Didn't, didn't they make a like an emoji movie? Like they'll fucking have they'll do anything. anything, you know? So Pixels. The film, Pixels, right? The film, would, the film is going to be Brad Payton, who is the director, uh, 
later states that it's going to be a lot more emotional and a lot scarier and a lot more real than you'd expect. What else has he directed? Click on his name. Brad Payton, everybody. <laughs> I want to so know what, his, what does this mean? Oh, oh my God. Just, if you, like, listener, you should Google um, Brad Payton. Don't uh, Google it. Bing from, it. He's from Newfoundland. And he's oh, really? been an he's actor Canadian. since 1999. Well, I'm turning around on this. I like this homegrown talent. Uh, one of his mentors is Tom Hanks. You're not saying other things he's nice directed, <laughs> which is an interesting choice. Oh, guys, he directed Ted. The first one? The short film, Ted. Uh, Evelyn, the cutest evil dead girl, which was not very good. We saw that at Fantasia. Did we? I think so. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. uh, what it's like being alone. Suck. Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Delore. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Journey right. to the Mysterious Islands. Okay, so lots some, of talking some, animal movies. Some quality pedigree. Uh, well, no, so he has experience uh, with, with He was an executive animals. producer on the animated TV series Dr. Dimension Pants. Oh, he directed San Andreas. Oh. He was a monster movie guy. The, huh. the California Falls into the Ocean movie with The Rock. Yeah, right. Yeah, also right, with right. The Rock. They're huh. Teaming back up. Oh, man. Rampage. Okay, okay. Let's let's do some movie news. This one is interesting. Okay. okay. So Cannes today said officially Netflix, Netflix films are not eligible for Cannes Awards because they are not releasing their films in theaters. Yep. What does that make you say? Is that right? That's fine for a group of people that make their money selling popcorn and expensive soda pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Netflix can just start their own fucking awards. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of going to fucking the, the south of France, they can go to someone's couch mm-hmm. and watch movies in the comfort of their own home. I, yeah, I just dis- disagree. I think it's like With dumb. cans or with? Yeah, yeah, with cans. I don't No, fuck cans. Fuck them and their said, fucking I just, I just said I disagree with them. I don't know where the hostility's coming at, buddy. No, no. I'm, I'm ready for like a, a movie show that, that gives awards to movies that are consumed by people in the way that they want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I guess I don't think it. It just it means to me like and nothing. Like just being like this so is the same shit that you tried to pull with HBO years ago, and like oh you showed it on HBO before releasing it in theaters. It's a TV better. show, not a movie. Yeah, it's oh, the same thing too, you. where it's like the, the you have to have a limited run, even to be an Oscar mm-hmm. nominated, right? Where it's like and they have to do these things where it's like they put it up for like two weeks, seven theaters to to just get it eligible, just yeah. to make sure that it's Oscar eligible and yeah. stuff. It's like. Why? I'm like, is it a movie? Did you make a movie? Did it have like a director and actors and stuff? And did you watch it on your phone, Keith? Because fuck you, it doesn't get an award. In in a sense, they're they're trying to say like we are not necessarily just giving awards to the best movies of the year. We're trying to give awards to movies that participate in our film distribution economy. Yeah, right. Yes. Our it, exactly. film distribution economy, yeah. and they're like them making that decision is just, just them announcing it. You no, know? and there's like plenty of other guys doing direct to video movie stuff. Like Amazon's supposed to have really good shit. Yeah, and if they're gonna ignore that whole that that like swath of the market is only gonna increase in the next few years, and Kansas relevance is just gonna decrease. You know. Yeah. And that isn't that basically what they're doing. Yeah, I don't get it. it. It's just, just like, saying all of the money that Netflix is pouring into their films, we don't want to partake in that. We don't yeah, even want to respect whatever can, comes out of it that's good. You know, yeah, you it's can, like it's yeah. essentially saying that like we're not we're not awarding art. We're awarding like participation participation in our, in, in an economy distribution economy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like it's like the best sculpture of the year as sculpted with a particular like medium or whatever mm-hmm. you know, or like you're like or that has to be in a gallery for a week. And if you didn't put it in a gallery, you're not a real sculptor. And you're like what? Like well, that no, if, if you're making stuff that's not going in a gallery, you're not a real sculptor. You're just playing with Play-Doh. You're just sculpting things. <laughs> you're just playing with Play-Doh. <laughs> right. There was something... Oh, I can't remember. 
Anyway, I want to talk one thing about Netflix. Okay. Uh, Wild Wild Country. Okay. You guys should watch Wild Wild Country. What is Scott, it? I feel you would probably fall asleep because, I don't know, like you don't have an attention span or something. I mean, I don't know. Just like, just sleepy all the time. When you're just like challenged God. intellectually, you shut off, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, the Wild Wild Country, it's a documentary series. Six you know part- what makes me really mad about that? Uh-huh. Like, I know so much about the evacuation of Dunkirk, and I let Keith <laughs> just fucking random <laughs> spew garbage out of his mouth about what the real story was. Uh-huh. And he said, who knows, like three or four times. I don't know what was going on. Could've who knows? Could've There's raised your hand. so many people who know about what happened in Dunkirk. No, I'm saying from the viewer. I was being the viewer <laughs> in that situation. No, I'm going to be one of the viewers, too, and I know what the fuck happened I don't happened know, man. Maybe there. if you cared so much about Dunkirk, you would have seen the movie god damn it <laughs> just saying could have seen the film tell me about your wild 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 country it's a netflix documentary series uh produced by the duplass brothers uh who i don't know the you know mark duplass he did creep remember we sure do creep yeah yep. exactly yep. so it's this documentary series about this guy who was a spiritual guru in india mm-hmm. uh in the late 70s and there was a an assassination attempt kind of on his life. Like he, he had a he had a big commune in like somewhere in the heart of India. Okay. There was an assassination attempt on his life and he was like, I would like to build a city slash commune in America and I'm gonna go do that now mm-hmm. and then set up a big giant commune uh north of a place called Antelope, Oregon. Is this a true story? This is a hundred percent true story. You cool. can go and look at the buildings now if you were mm-hmm. so inclined. Uh, like built an airport, had like tens like I like hundreds of people at first and like moved up to thousands of people hmm. that were coming into this thing and the like reaction of the Oregonians being like what is happening all these mm-hmm. new age hippie types wearing they all wear red and purple and orange and all cool. that and like there's and the crazy part about it or I mean like the part that makes it like kind of like extra invested is that they were really really in to press relations and kind of like putting this image of themselves on like and also kind of like controlling that image hmm. but as a result there's just like hours of footage of them just like doing regular stuff on the compound like going into town and like they had cameras on everything all the time so they just had like a wealth of footage uh and then how they ended up basically like manipulating the like legal systems and stuff so they were like oh we're gonna take over your town and they were like well how do how would you take over a town well it's a population of about 50 and um we're gonna vote our own marin yeah exactly yeah. and well we bought some land in this town and we have like a couple people living in these houses so we now have like 30 votes so that's enough to make the mayor so mm-hmm. now we have the mayor and then they were like one of the things they do is they start to bus in homeless people and register them to try to end up they try to take over the county huh. like through like pseudo legal ways it's weird and it's like it's crazy what so this is a documentary though documentary it's just, it's like yeah, okay. yeah, yeah 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 what it does what it does like a, what it does an extremely good job of doing uh we're four episodes in it's only six it's six episodes long but each episode is like over an hour crazy like what it does a good job of doing is really not painting either side as like the bad guy like it, like you're like the way Oregon kind of responds is like seems very like close-minded, mm-hmm. and you're like hey, yeah, they, they're just hippies. But then the way the Rajnishis, who are the the people who follow Rajnish, like are also kind of being the worst in terms of just like manipulating and taking over a system, mm-hmm. and not really thinking about the people who were there for them. Like it's both sides seem kind of like the bad guy almost, <laughs> and it doesn't seem to like pull punches on either. It's like it's like both sides were doing some sketchy stuff against each other like, but like super super engaging and like just this 
super weird like thing that actually happened was like a guy just basically being like, I'm going to make a city and it's going to be full of my followers mm-hmm. in 1981. Like, you know, like, like it's not like an old timey thing. Like it was like, I'm just going to make a city and it's going to be filled with worshipers to me. Osho, the Rajneesh, Bhagwan. Like, you're like, what is happening? Yeah. Very weird. Very <laughs> cool. Super engaging though. Like Netflix has been pumping out really, yeah. really good documents. Yeah. I watched the force, which was about um, the Oakland police force and mm-hmm. the fucking mess, the insane mess that has happened down there. And there was another one and I forget what the name of it is, but it's like front and center on Netflix right now is the one on um, uh, the Flint. Okay. Right. So they talk about like the water crisis is like, 25% of what is fucked up happening in Flint yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. like, they go for the eight episodes or whatever talking about the misery of it. It's, yeah, yeah wonderful documentaries. Awesome stuff. I think that's, that's pretty it. much it. That's yep. it. That's yeah, time. I got, I got. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.